Yes, it's Monday, and it's a Manic Monday. Well, it's not a Manic Monday like the Bangles, but it's a Manic Monday anyway. It's actually Mischief Night here in the UK, which is a time of year when scallywags everywhere go and throw eggs at windows, and if you're in the more rougher areas, tip your car upside down. Yeah, lovely things. I think what they should do is, when they catch these kids, arrest the parents. Let's see how long it lasts then. Hmm? Maybe. Just a thought. And then, of course, tomorrow is Halloween. And have I got something special today? Well, kind of. I've basically set up some recorders for the last few hours around this very recording studio. Now, when I say this recording studio, I don't mean necessarily this little 10 foot by 10 foot box I'm in. I mean the building. So upstairs, I've placed two recorders on the third floor where no one's allowed to go. And as I say, this building is, well, as I've said before, this building is over 120 years old. It's a blitz survivor and is full of Art Deco smashed things. It's a wonderful, wonderful piece of history. And I believe it's fucking haunted. And we're going to see, well, I'm going to spend the next hour anyway, seeing what we find on those tapes. Tapes, listen to me, from 1984. Anyway, before we do that, we need to say a big thank you to our wonderful new Patreons. Now, I, of course, have been waiting weeks, as we all have, for me to use this ghost pedal. That was sent to me by a wonderful listener in the States. And I brought it down, and I've got all the leads, and then I realised it needs a 9-volt adapter thing, which I didn't realise it would. I thought it'd have a battery thing. I should have looked. So I've just ordered one on Amazon, so it should be here through the week. And next week, for fuck's sake, Kevin, honest to God, never has there been such a delay in a pedal being used. Next week, we should have the effect of said pedal. But for now, we don't. But we're still going to sing a long list of Patreon names because it's been a while. And we have a list. And here's the paper. It's not that long. It's not like pages long. So we have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names to sing. And those names are... Would that sound artificial than with the paper? Like I'm doing the news. Today on the news, Kevin forgets things to do with a pedal. Anyway, we have Charlotte Dale, Angie Hackett, Amanda Brown, Glynn Hitchmow... Christy, Chris, I can't read me on writing. Crystal R, Catherine Bird, and Logan LaCapria. What a lovely name. And I'm going to sing a song which features all of those names, and it won't be a rap. So shall we? Let's. Third fret, everyone. Charlotte Dale, Angie Hackett, Amanda Brown, too. Crystal eyes with you, oh, and Catherine Bird, Logan La, Logan La Capria. I just wanna say to y'all, thank you. Faster, cause you've signed up to the Patron and you don't know what to do. You're keeping the show lights on, and I just want to say thank you. Ended it on an E major 7th on the 3rd fret for those keeping timing. Anyway, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? 
Apologies, everyone. That, shall we, was based on me watching rather a lot of Faulty Towers. And um, that was my impression of Sybil. Anyway, today's Paranormal Review is a book, and it's a book by somebody that we've covered before. Not necessarily the book, because that would be insane just to review the same book, but the same author, and it's the wonderful Mitch Horowitz. Now, he's got a new book out, and um, I was sounded very scouse then, did I? Book. He's got a new book out, and it's called Modern Occultism, and I was very fortunate that um, Mitch sent me a pre-copy before it came out, and it took me ages to read because... Well, two reasons. One, I'm crap at reading. Like, I re I'm just the slowest reader alive. But two, even more so when I want to digest the content. And I really wanted to digest this content because I think Mitch is an outstanding individual when it comes to simplifying complex matters. And I mean specifically within the world of the occult. Now, you often find... When you read anything on the occult, especially if you're trying to get a bit deeper, you know, you're trying to dig below the surface and, and learn a bit more than the average Joe, if you will, you'll find that they're often written or wrote like um, like a job description. So you know, I've spoke about this before, how on certain job descriptions, people and companies will try and put people off with the language they use. So, for example, if the job is as simple as, say, collecting trolleys at a supermarket, they will describe the job as, like, food and produce transportation executive required. And automatically, they do that so that you put off, so that you go, oh, that's above my pay grade. But often with job descriptions, they're very translatable. It's like, which, wait, it says that, but it means this. And that's exactly what Mitch does with topics that should well, not should, but they're definitely written in a way to put off the average Joe. Now, although the book's called Modern Occultism, what he does amazingly well is he takes you on a journey. I think one of his strengths, really, genuinely, is there's a, within the occult realm, if you like, there's a lot of disparate works here and there. So if you want to be that individual to look into it more, you'd have to go out and find, like, works on theosophy, works on, you know, I don't know, Rosicrucianism, things like this, and you'd have to try and sew it all together. You don't have to if you have this book. It's fantastic. There are very few books that I've read, right, genuinely on the occult topic where I don't class it as a book. It's it's a it's a piece of knowledge. Do you know what I mean? If that makes any sense at all. So, you know, for example, you might have, let me use a really bad analogy now, but you might have a book on mathematics, right? And within it is a series of sums. And then you might have a book which shows you how to interpret those sums and how to do those sums. Well, that's what this is. It's not just a retelling of other stuff. He gets all these disparate things from dis different parts of the world, different cultures, different histories, and shows you how they all intertwine to what we have today in terms of the occult, it's magnificent. So much so, and I'm not even joking about this, I've, I went and bought the audiobook, bought the audiobook. I'm a member of Audible, but I seen the book came out and I had like two weeks to wait till I got a credit, if you know what I mean. So I was like, no, I can't wait that long. So do either, I would suggest you buy the book. I, I, I have a copy of the book because I want to keep reading it. I'm on my second read through because I, I want to absorb the knowledge I'm terrible at maintaining knowledge, but I want to absorb this because it is a piece of knowledge. 
but the audio book is great too. If, like me, you can only read three pages of anything, even if it was your, I don't know, if it was your next five years future predicted and written down, I'd still read half a paragraph and fall asleep. Um, so if you're like me and you fall asleep reading, which I do quite often, I would suggest the audiobook because it's uh, read by Mitch himself too. And as you probably know, when an author reads their own work, they put the inflections in the right places. Do you know what I mean? So it's a very good piece of work all in. So if you want my review, in case you hadn't guessed by now, it's two thumbs up so far to the sky that God himself is saying, what the fucking hell are they? And somebody's saying, Kev Eustace's thumbs. So um, yeah, go out and get that book. Modern Occultism, get it now. Audible, Kindle, whatever you want. Just make sure you get it. If you're into this stuff, honestly, it's knowledge. It's not a book. It's knowledge. And there is a difference. And you'll understand what I mean when you've read it. Anyway, two thumbs up, right up into God's face. Now, in the first part of our two-part Halloween... I mean, it's all on this episode. But in the first of our two-part Halloween bit... We're going to tell a true listener ghost story. Yes, we are. We've had an email from Kay, and they have sent us what they refer to as a ghost story, which is just what we need for Halloween. And then just after that, we'll see what I've managed to pick up with my recorders. I don't even know yet. I haven't checked them. Anyway, Kay's story. And just let me take my glasses off, because with them on, I can't see a thing close up. And with them off, I can't see a thing far away. Hmm. Well, that's short and long sight for you. Anyway, hello to you, Kev. Hi. Becca, hi. And most importantly, the neighbor's cat. She says, meow to you, madam. And the neighbor's cat says, meow. Because she appreciates that. Love the ghost stories. Keep up the paranormaling. I think that's a new verb. Well done. I've been debating whether to send a story in because it's my only story and not that long. Well, that's okay. But perhaps you and your listeners will enjoy it. I'm sure we shall. So this is Kay's story. When I was very young, around the age of eight, my family lived in a rented house in rural Atlantic, Canada. It was on a quiet street of low-income houses and mostly surrounded by trees. Our street was the kind of area where you could still be kept awake by a massive murder of crows flying in a swirling mass above the woods, awoken by the howl of a coyote in the distance at night, or alerted to the sun by the heavy chattering of birds in the morning. Shadows were long and deep between the trees, and the forest was my main playground. I say all this to set the scene and explain that it could generally get a bit spooky at nights, especially for a small child. Even though we had neighbours on both sides and I was a pretty spunky kid, I have a few memories of small, eerie occurrences in that house, but for the most part can completely explain them as either sleep paralysis, hypnopompic hallucinations or just being a child with an incredibly overactive imagination. I don't consider myself a die-hard believer in the supernatural, but not necessarily someone bent on disproving either. All I know is that most of my tiny tales make sense with an ounce of consideration. But the story I'm about to tell you now, to this day, does not make any sense to me, no matter how often I try to logic it out. 
When I was young, I was still afraid of the dark. Now I happily roam about the house with the lights off, even getting up and checking a weird sound or two without pause or turning on the lights. But as a kid, I was terrified of nighttime, going so far as to hold my bladder until morning, so I never had a reason to go down into the basement. I also tended to keep my doors slightly ajar, so that more light would enter my room at night. And I suppose in my kid logic, could have my safety ensured through the magical support of my cat's presence. They are, after all, the natural spiritual warriors of the animal kingdom, as all kids know. Well, one night, I suddenly woke up from my sleep into the eerie quiet of the dark night. It couldn't have been any later than 2am, but without a clock in my room, I had no way of knowing the actual time. Either way, it was dark and it was dead quiet. I stayed very still with my eyes closed, hoping to fall back to sleep without ever having to open them. Unfortunately for me, I started to get scared, and then more scared. I began to feel this dread growing in my belly. It was as though if I opened my eyes, I knew something would be wrong in my bedroom. So, of course, without being able to sleep, I opened my eyes and peered out into my room. There was not very much light to make things out, but I could see my desk next to me. Normal. My dresser in front of me. Also normal. The variety of different dolls and childhood decorations around my room. Again, nothing to see. And of course, the mess of discarded clothing and toys on my floor. I breathed a sigh of relief as I gazed upon my room. Fully awake and now aware of my surroundings. But then... I noticed something odd. To the direct diagonal right of my vision was my bedroom door, slightly ajar for my cat to enter. But above the door, something was wrong. I looked harder to try and figure it out. Now, my bedroom door, because of where the closet was right next to it, was set one foot deeper than the rest of the wall and was flush near the connecting wall, so was surrounded by corners and shadows. This had never been an issue, until the problem I identified suddenly became clear. The corner directly above my bedroom's door was much darker than normal. Much darker. It was as though there was an inky splotch in the corner right above my door and it took any remaining light from the window or the hallway in to its void. I blinked and looked around it, fear gripping my chest, as I saw no matter how many times I tried to relook or reanalyze the situation, that corner was darker than it should be, and worse, darker than the surrounding shadows. I was absolutely paralysed with fear. I couldn't look away. I was terrified to move. It was not as though I couldn't move, and this is an important distinction for the sake of considering other explanations. I simply did not want to move, because I was convinced the movement 
would let whatever the shadow was perceive me. My body was locked tight in a freeze response for a solid five minutes before my brain began to kick in and screamed at me to just get out of that room. I knew my mother's room was directly across from mine, so I could go straight across the hall into her room for safety. I had a game plan to get away, but there was one major problem. I'd have to go through the very door that terrified me. I decided just to go as fast as possible, and it would surely all turn out to be a misunderstanding, nothing would move, and I was just being silly and anxious. I sat up quickly, intending to walk out, to challenge my fear, and surmount my nervousness with no consequence. And then it moved. The shadow detached from the corner and took shape in the air, away from the walls. My heart exploded into a tachycardic panic as I saw this dark shadow shift and start to move towards me. It was like witnessing a cloud slowly descend towards you. No hurry in it at all, but with clear intent and a good aim. Suddenly realising my worst fear, that this thing had indeed sensed me move and decided to act on it, my body took over. In a millisecond, my flight response kicked me into high gear and ducking my head to avoid the shadow, I ran at high speed through my room, under the shape and out of the doorway to slam through my mum's door. I leapt onto my mum's bed without looking back. I don't know if the shadow changed course or not, whether it decided to follow me or just leave me alone. My mother was startled awake, but quickly acted as though I'd had a nightmare and did her usual calm-down routine. I, on the other hand, had no way of explaining what I'd just seen and spent most of the rest of the night waking and staring at her door just in case it followed me. But it never did. For an entire week afterwards, I would only go into my room if I absolutely had to, literally ducking in and out with my eyes on that corner the whole time and I absolutely refused to sleep in there. Eventually, my mother got tired of me crowding her bed, and to my dismay, she kicked me out. For months, I woke in fear and looked at the corner of that room for any sign of extra darkness. Eventually, I refused to open my eyes at all at night, just in case. It was the only way I could sleep. Bladder be damned. As time went on, the fear faded. We moved to a different house and I almost forgot about it. Now, as an adult, I look back on the weird experiences I had as a kid and that is the only one that gives me a shiver and gives me pause for thought. I've no idea what it was. No clear explanation. Nothing like that has happened since, and I haven't had a single truly paranormal experience either. I hope you enjoyed this story, and I welcome any ideas to help explain it, because I'd love to cross this one off my list and never worry about it again. From K. K, K, K. What you want to put me in to mental hospitals Cause I am afraid 
of your tail. But it's a serious note. If anyone knows what the freaking hell that is, you know what is weird, though? I'm reading more and more on, I'm hearing more on other podcasts about the paranormal, and I'm receiving more emails about black splodges. Like, and you know what's even more worrying, and I'm being genuinely serious, is our house does not have mice, right? I mean, that's not what's terrifying. Because if it did, Sienna, oh, sorry, the neighbor's cat would be all over it. She's a mouser. When we lived in the flat, we did have mice, and she was ruthless with them. She would, you know, she was never wrong. So there, there's no mice in our house. But I'm seeing little black shapes, like scuttle under things. And it's not mice, definitely. And I'm checking, I'm going over and checking and moving things out the way and there's nothing there. And the cat's looking at me as in to say, no mice here, mate, what are you on about? But then again, she's also not saying there's a demon, so I don't know. So if anyone has any idea what the hell literally, Kay's experiencing there, then do let us know. Contact at the, no, nearly, contact at we need to talk about, no. What's our fucking email address? Contact at talkaboutghosts.com. There we go. That's what happens when you have nine shows or very, very poor memory. Anyway, what we're going to hear now might be very short, right? I don't know. So basically for the last... I've just looked at my wrist. I don't own a watch. I don't know why I've done that. But for around the last, say, three hours, there's been a recorder upstairs and another recorder on the stairs um, where I've just asked, I asked out loud if there was anybody there to say something into them. I'm now going to bring them down. I'm going to listen. Well, I'm not going to listen, I'll be honest. I'm going to basically put the sound files on this computer, make the sound wave massive, and anytime there's a, a peak, I'm going to listen to it and see what it is. And if it's anything spooky, you will hear it now. And if it's not, then we'll go right into Becca's Reddit corner. But you never know. Let's see. Oh, my Lord. Well, what you're going to hear right now is my introduction when I place the recorder down. And then you're going to hear from with the two and a half hour recording... The first word I think you hear is no. I've hired that part up. And then someone coughs and walks around. And no shit. There's no one else on these two floors. The guy who runs the guitar shop isn't in. And no one's been here. I could hear them if they were. Anyway, get on. The first part is just my introduction. Then there'll be a break of silence. And then you will hear what I picked up. And it's fucking weird. And I'm being serious. Okay, so I'm just going to leave this here on the... Hello. Uh, if there's any ghosties here. So, um, what do you say? So, to anyone who is in this building as a spirit, as a whatever you may be, I know it's a very old building, bomb damage everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Um, speaking to this microphone, I'm going to leave it here for a couple of hours, okay? And, um, yeah, let's see how we get on. I'm trying to place it down there. What do you think of that then? What's in the fucking hell? Honestly. So to me, there's a clear no whispered. Something then brushes against the side of it. There's a cough and there's footsteps. I'll play it again. I'm not going mad. This is real.
Now, here's the thing, right, is that the peak, like, as I said, you know, you raise the sound wave and I listen to the peaks. The peak that made me listen was where something's brushed the microphone, okay? Now, if anyone had walked up those stairs, there would be peaks before that because the, the wooden fucking stairs. Sorry for swearing, but I'm a little bit freaked out. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm very freaked out. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm biting my nails as I'm talking. Exciting and terrifying at the same time. Uh, okay, so... That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Don't know what to do now. I think what we'll do is we'll call it a day and we'll have Becca's Reddit Corner to play us out. Anyway, have a happy Halloween. Here's Becca. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay. And welcome, everyone, to Becca's Reddit Corner, the wonderful, beautifully smelling, absolutely immaculate place of dark and dingy death. Bit extreme, but... It took a turn, didn't it? It, it did, but it is Halloween. Um, we had to wait for the cat to stop eating the soup, didn't we? Yeah, but it's a beautiful noise. It's a beautiful noise. Beautiful noise. Anyway, it's Halloween. Today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Happy ha- Halloween Eve. It's mischief night tonight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Which, is, which means if you... Basically means if you live in a rough area, you're getting your windows put through. Um, yeah. You know what I do? That volunteering thing, the good gym thing. Yeah. It's cancelled on Monday because it's mischief night. Really? And we'd probably get egged. So... Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it started with eggs, but the kind of the rougher your area is, it turns into cars being tipped upside down. Um, fireworks being put through letterboxes, mm. you know, it gets fucking rough. Yeah. A lot of shops actually stop selling eggs and flour to under 18 yeah, instantly. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of fortunate in the fact we've got security and it's a close, so there's nowhere to run. There's one way and one way out. Yeah, and you, you're you unlikely to kind of come in unless you go in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to think. pass. And the one way and one way out, it's like, literally, is one way and one way out. It'd be like, picture a very long road with no way out at the bottom. Going to the bottom of that road, throwing an egg out of the window in the house, and then trying to escape. Yeah. You can't. You'd just be like, that's him, running away. So, but at the same time, I am still always anxious around Mischief Nights. Always have been, always will be. But, there you go. And you know why that is? Because parents can't bring up kids anymore. It's quite simple. Anyway. Moving on from that. Well, non- it wasn't any. It wasn't all right in your day either. No, and I did take part in it too. <laughs> <laughs> I had my own eggs. Of course, you did, you little hooligan. Yeah, yeah. It was quite scary, actually. I remember once being such a shit bag that I was given my egg to throw at a window, mm. and I crushed it in my hand. <laughs> I went, "Oh no, I'm so powerful! I've accidentally." And they were like, "Here's another one." I was like, "Oh, I've dropped it." They're like, "Do you just not want to throw an egg at a window?" I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> I'll just run with yous when you throw yours. Um, so, obviously, we're here for Becca's Reddit Corner. Now, it is Halloween. Eve. Eve. So, All Hallows Eve Eve. hmm The Eve of All Hallows Eve. That's right. Oh. But it does mean that the veil is thin. It's exceptionally thin and is only getting thinner as we speak. As you listen to these words... Each and every word, the veil is thinner and it's thinner. thinning. Thinning and thinning and thinner. Anthony Joshua. 
There you go. Um, anyway, if all has gone to plan, you should have heard a small investigation of the recording studio that I work in, which is over a hundred and odd years old, was a survivor of the Blitz, and was formerly a very Art Deco kind of ballroom sort of area. Um, there may be some recordings that we've picked up. There may not be. It will be a case of me scouring through a couple of hours of recordings with microphones left in surreptitious places, such as the third floor, where no one's allowed to go. And, um, yeah, we'll see how we get on. There'll be a lot of me asking out. It might be a bit boring the rest of the episode, but what is never boring is talking to the lovely Rebecca. Ah. Ah. And you're back. It's your first proper Red Corner. Did you do one last week? Yeah, I think you might I think have so. Done. Maybe not last week. No, you didn't. Because last I did week, the week before. The week before you did. The, the yeah, last I've only week, missed a week. Yeah, last week we had to put a Patreon out because things got a little bit hectic. Um, so because I wasn't here, so did it just fall apart? It fell apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and there was you know other things came that had had to take place. Took priority, shall we say? Anyway, but we're back. Everything's back to as it was, as it were, as it shall be. And I have picked a story for you. And I picked it mainly because, one, it sounds interesting from the title. Two, there are 12 responses. And I noted one of the responses begins with, I appreciate your response, but... And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, fight. It might not be a fight, we don't know. Well, let's see. Let's see. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thanks, Becca. The title of this story is Been Feeling Weird Feelings in My Townhouse. Ooh. Let's begin. Let's begin. Now, townhouse, before we do begin, what would you picture as a townhouse? Um, a terraced house with steps up to the front door. Interesting. I would picture a townhouse as a very narrow terraced house with three to four floors that were all livable. So my cousin Mike moved into a ter- into a townhouse, what was known as a townhouse. Mm. Very narrow living space, but very high. So like those brownstones in New York that you always see in yeah. the move, they're townhouses. Okay. Hence my thing about the steps. And also the um the houses in like the Georgian Quarter that we always walk past and admire. Yeah. They're townhouses. They're townhouses. Well, I would say they're townhouses, yeah. I'd say what the one that we seen for sale at time that was like four hundred grand. That was a townhouse, though, and that was next to the theatre. Yeah. Because that was narrow. Right, yeah. Whereas the others are mansions. No, no it's the terraced ones. Okay, That's what I mean. okay. Fair enough. Okay. Thanks for the clarification. You're welcome. Let's begin. Let's begin. Hi, all. Hi, all. Sorry, I, I don't know Can where that comes from. down? <laughs> I felt the response to all, so say hello. <laughs> and it's not even you saying it to anyone. But sorry. Go on. As you were. Thanks. New user here. I currently live with my cousin who travels a lot for various activities and concerts. This means I am home alone a lot, especially on weekends, and I have been experiencing some weird things. Most things are noises, feelings, changes in temperature, etc. But the weirdest being what happened recently. We have a bathroom on the main floor with a door that always stays wide open. I think we're on a slight slant, despite the three million a month it feels like we pay in rent. But tonight, I was peeing in there with the door wide open. Honest. The door just randomly slams shut. Why would the bathroom door always stay open? I presume they mean when it's not in use. Well, maybe they say it's on a slight slant, so maybe... Yeah, but if two of them live there, you can't have... 
You can't be using the bathroom with the door open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But if, if they're alone, why shut it? Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, the door just randomly slammed shut. The past 30 minutes has me be, has been me trying to slam the door open and other various variations of what I could have done that would have caused that, and the door will not close on its own. Interesting. I like that method, that rationale mm. approach. There's no way that could have happened on its own. I've never experienced anything negative in the place. Just feels like sometimes I'm not alone. I'm new to this whole Reddit thing, so maybe I'm just being dumb, but wanted to share and see what you all had to say. I don't see what the correlation is there between being new to Reddit and experiencing something paranormal. And it's saying I'm just maybe I'm just being dumb, but I wanted to share it with oh, you. Oh, as in like everyone on Reddit's a paranormal expert. Well, no, I think they're just saying I'm just, they're just thrown out there. They're just, okay. you know they're apologising for the lack of detail, mate. You know they're just thrown out there. Okay. Um, I believe in ghosts, but I've never experienced anything that made me fearful. Now I am unsure. Thanks, Reddit. And what are these responses? Go on. So someone said residual energy, perhaps. Not everything is spirit. Sometimes energy just gets stuck and needs help getting cleared out. Try saging and also using Palo Santo. What's Palo Santo? It's a wood. It's a certain type of wood. They sell it in um, Bell Street. But also, what do you do with it? But again, you burn it like wood. You burn it like sage, sorry. Right. It's smudging, basically. But the interesting thing about the residual energy part is that residual energy normally is in terms of visualisation, as in like you see the residual energy. It's not the slamming of a door. That's a, a, a that's a kinetic energy. But, but right. Um, well, the person said, thank you for the reply. I don't know much about that, but I have a friend who does. We'll definitely reach out. Plenty of negative energy in this place that I love gone. Have a good Ooh. night. Very polite. Someone else says, some say these spirits are harmful and not to be trusted, so be careful. I tend to think that communication is key and to show love to all entities is better than showing fear or hate. Um, the person's replied, I appreciate your response. I tend to think it depends on the spirit and I'm unsure how to feel about this one. It seems playful but scary. Now to try to sleep tonight. Um, so they, The per- first person's replied, in my experience they can hear our voices. Maybe let them know they don't need to scare you like that. And um, they've put, the posters replied, some laughing faces. I let them know, hopefully they listen. I don't mind him hanging with me. Just let me enjoy my beer and watch football. Plenty of couch room for them too. Um, someone else has replied, from what I've read, you might need to determine if it's a human-based entity or something demonic. You don't ever want to communicate with a demonic force. Also, how the fuck do you determine that? I'll tell you what you do there, you ignore it. And I'll tell you why. I've just literally covered this very topic on Dark Bikes. I'll tell you for why. And I'll tell you for why. And and I'm only saying this right, genuinely, through people sending me stories and saying what's worked for them. So, and but over a period of years, right? It does appear that there's a certain sort of spirit which is like a trick to spirit, like a Loki, mm. like a. It, its only intention is to make you afraid of it. It feeds off your fear. It does things. It's not a human spirit, for one. Mm. It's an. It's a like a, an entity, if you will. Um, but it's a, it seems to be its own variety of spirit. Like a, a trickster spirit, feeds off your fear, loves the attention, a pure attention-seeking ghost, um, will do anything to get the attention from you. And ignoring it does seem... You know when you hear people say, I don't want to mention its name to give it power? Mm. It's often used with witches who have died. Mm. You're not meant to say the name of an evil witch who's died because each time you say its name, you give it relevance. Yeah. So... 
the main thing that seems to work with these spirits or deities or entities or whatever they are that seem to feed off fear and scaring you and etc and things escalate the more scared you are and they relish it more is to give it nothing at all give mm. it nothing back ignore it and it fades away it seems to be that that's a thing and especially if it's a non-human entity there you go okay may i continue you can um so the person has replied well now you're freaking me out how do you do that um how did you do what? What was the sorry? I, I jumped in with my fucking your monologue. monologue. <laughs> Awful lot of time for Becca's Reddit corner, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pipe down. Um, this was the person saying you might need to determine if it's human-based right. entity okay. or something demonic, or demonic yeah. because you don't want to communicate with a demonic force. So they said, "Well, that's freaking me out. How do you do that?" Mm -hmm. I said, "I'm so sorry. I didn't want to scare you. I too experience odd things in my home. Something very strong actually ripped my hard plastic gun storage case right at the hinges." The case is literally in two pieces and unusable. For me, there is no explanation. Only me and my wife live here. No one goes into that room except for me, and she can't reach the gun case without a ladder. Plus, she hates gun and fears them. She won't even pick one up. As for knowing what you have, you could consult with your local Catholic church and see if a priest who is experienced in this can visit your home. You could all cons consult with a psychic. Interesting. And then, hilariously, the last comment. Are you ready for this? Go on. Really round it up. Just says... Hmm, ghost. <laughs> That's it, literally just two words. Hmm, ghost. Who goes to Reddit slash ghosts, <laughs> reads a ghost story hmm. and comments, hmm, ghost. ghost. I wonder what else they've commented on other things. Hmm, not ghost. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, ghost, agree. Yeah. Ghost or not ghost. Yeah, I wonder if they're the rubber stamper. <laughs> ghost, dump, file it away. Very good. You know, what I, you know what I was thinking about the other day? How much I would have loved... You know, if I was a kid today, into mm. like today's day and age, yeah. and it was me as I was as a youth and loved everything I still loved. Wrestling toys. I had wrestling I played with wrestling toys till I was 19. No, but we've seen like rings and stuff and you've been like, oh my God, I would have loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, I had one as a kid and, and loads of figures that weren't even wrestling figures and some of them, oh, I had such a good time. But no, my point being that, you know, even even though it's all online and da -da, and you can do this if you want, do you know what I'd love? Like if I was if I was 10, and I had technology that was here today. Um, a PC and a printer and a filing cabinet. And you know what? Ten year old, little ten-year-old me mm. would get a story like that, mm. copy it onto Word, make a note of the username of the user, the date, the time, whereabouts it was, the type of spirit I perceived it would be, and I'd print it off and I'd file it away under, like, tr trickster things. I would, I'd have a fucking absolute... You create a little dossier. Yeah, I really would. I really would. I'd love to do that. You know, like when you're a child, you got like the six weeks holidays. When you were a kid, and the six weeks holidays seemed to last six months. Mm. You know, and you just done whatever you wanted. I'd spend my entire time. Literally, my dad. I could hear him now saying, "I can't keep bringing paper on from work. Something getting on to me." I could see him saying that, and I'd be like, "You can." I remember once writing a story about a worm, and giving it to my dad and asking him to photocopy, and he brought back twenty copies. And I thought I was a published author. <laughs> I was like handing them out to people. Well, I'll sign this one for you if you want. But my point being, I would have a fucking dossier. Honestly, it would be amazing. And I could do that now. You could you do know, that. I could do that now, yeah. yeah. I just if found any it... home printer system ever fucking works. And uh, they are shite. But you know, like instead, I know that you can Google after now, but I think there's something beautiful and lovely about... I mean, in this new office I've got, I might... Um, put like a filing cabinet in there you know like sort of no. if I ever have like 
if somebody says da 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 da, I can be like sounds like awfully similar to <laughs> open a drawer and be like. But imagine how big the G bit would be for ghost. <laughs> no, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to, you know, be like, well, that sounds like a tulpa. In fact, it sounds like a tulpa from Germany in 1967. Just let me check my. Um, I could have the index on a computer, mm-hmm. you know, and be like B73492. Pull up file B47392 for me, please. And they would, and I'd be like, yes, it sounds similar to what experienced by Jane in Budapest in 73. So, yeah. yeah, I'd love that. Anyway, as ever, Beck, it's always a pleasure, never a chore. And um, any happy Halloween messages? It's the day before Halloween. Happy Halloween! Yeah, and I don't think you can get any better way to end this show. <laughs> okay, thanks, everyone. Tati, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.